This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joined as usual by Alex. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> no Scott today. Sorry, folks. Just the two of us. There will <laughs> be no Marvel favorites. news. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Scott. Unfortunately, Scott could not join us to record, and we wanted to get this one out. So uh, we're doing it without him. And plus, our topic is something he cannot really uh, contribute to because he has not been yet. And we are talking about Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Batu. Batu. Like so, it's got like seventeen different names. Yeah. <laughs> Galaxy's Edge, Batu, the Black Black Spire Outpost. Yeah. Star Bright, Wars Land. Bright Suns. <laughs> Star Bright Wars Land. Um, so for those of you who don't know, what I'm pretty sure you do, uh, Disneyland had its first major expansion since, I think, like, Toontown or something. I don't know. It's been oh, forever. Yeah. Um, and they just it just opened up May 31st uh, to the public. And for the first few months, it's like on a reservation system where if you stay in one of their hotels, you can reserve it. Or if you got lucky... Um, and you're able to sign up on this one day. There was like a four-hour window where you can, you know, let's get con- tickets for a concert, um, go in. Or if you know some people before the main opening, you can get in too, which is kind of how Alex got in. Yep, got hooked up. Alex got hooked up. Uh, I was able to get in the queue, and I did not. I went a f- three days after the initial opening. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We love Star Wars, and so we thought it would be a cool thing to talk about. Um our first time ever experiencing Star Wars, other than I mean, Star Wars days at Disneyland where they had the saber battles and hyperspace mountain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get started, I was want to say I've always thought and hoped, this is even before the Disney acquisition, that George Lucas would have made a Star Wars theme park. I always thought it was ripe for it. You could have an indoor land where it's all tree houses and stuff and you can have like a speeder bike ride and you could do a Tatooine land and you could do Coruscant land or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a pretty cool idea. Don't think we're ever going to get in that, but this is the next best thing. And uh, uh, yeah. I bet Florida's going to get it. Bastards. Yeah. Well, they're getting that whole Star Wars hotel or whatever, which sounds amazing. Why Florida? I know, because they have land there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're not familiar with Disneyland, but you are familiar with Disney World, there's a very small space here where they first started building Disneyland. And uh, yeah, he didn't buy up all the land like he did for Florida because he didn't know how big it was going to be because it was the first one. So they have very tight space here, um, but I think they make it work. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Disney World, but I heard it's not as good. <laughs> total, bi- <laughs> total biased opinion. I have no idea. I know their castle's like three times bigger than ours, but whatever. We got Batu first. That's right. All right. Um, and also one more thing on the reservations. So if for some reason you wanted to go, it's I think it's only until June 24th. And yes. then it's going to be completely open to the public. And it's going to be a madhouse. 
it's going to be a madhouse. There's talk of a virtual queuing system, which but they haven't talked much about that, so I don't want to talk uh, a lot about it. Um, but if you still want to go, you can't get the reservations the way I did. But I think if you still go book a hotel room now, you can get you can still get in. Um, so if you just wanted to do that, for the low there. low price of a nightly stay at one of the Disneyland hotels and tickets to enter the park. Yeah. You might be able to get a reservation into Star Wars Land. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, tickets these days are... I, mean, I have an annual pass, and I paid, I think, over $1,000 for that stupid thing. Ugh. But I can go on all the block updates. Great for me, which I don't want to go on those block updates because it's too crowded. I don't know why I got it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyway, all right, back to... <laughs> Um, just, uh, before we get into, we're going to do our top 10 list, like, like we do normally, but one thing I wanted to get, uh, I want to talk about is how they kind of set it up and that it's not the best of Star Wars in Star Wars land, right? It's not like, oh, you're going to go blow up the Death Star on this ride and you're going to go, uh, watch Anakin and Obi-Wan fight on this one and watch Rey and fi- it's just... It's supposed to be a. It's supposed to be in canon. It's supposed to be a planet called Batu. It's during the new Star Wars uh, era, but just gotta take that into consideration when you go. If you're expecting to see that, you know, the greatest hits of Star Wars and get to go on those rides, that's not what this is. This is all new Star Wars, and it's supposed to be set like it's part of the universe right now. At least that's the mm-hmm. story I get out of it when I'm there. Yes. Do you agree? Yes, I do. Sorry, got a cough. Yep, coffin. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, that's a little bit disappointing for me at first because I do I want to ride a speeder bike through indoor. I want to go on a Tatooine, and I, you know mm-hmm. how I love old Star Wars, not so much new Star Wars. But once you get that in your mind, it actually is pretty cool, and I, and I dug it. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to do a countdown of 10, no crossover. And Alex, why don't you lead us off? What's 10? My number 10 is, and this, you know, makes sense, but the cast members need practice. Okay. Because they're supposed to be, uh, they're trying to make this world a bit more immersive than the other lands. Yeah. So everybody has, like, the scripts. Everybody, when they say hello, they say bright suns. When they say goodbye, uh, to the spire, or whatever. So everybody is a bit more in character than usual, but they're not quite there yet. No. Because if you've ever been to Universal Studios, they have the regular cast members, but they also have actors there interacting with the people. And that's, like, top-notch. Those guys know what they're doing. Uh, But over here, they could use some of that in Star Wars Land. Mm -hmm. Or have the cast members have a little bit more practice. Because when we went, there were some cast members that were, you know, um, playing along and still staying in character. But there was a, a couple other ones. Where one of my buddies that was that I was there with, he we were on in line for um, the smugglers run, and he's like, "Hey, what what uh, what docking bay is this? Ninety four from you know A New Hope?" He's like, "What is mm-hmm. what, doc, what docking bay is this? Ninety four? And the cast members like, "No, this is the line." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they just need more practice. That was the only like. Mm, like a negative that I had most most everything else is a positive but yeah 
Yeah, I would say for the most part for me it was good too. There was time, yeah, like some ca- some cast members are trying to keep it really in character and others not. Because I remember, so the whole thing, another part to set up the land is it's kind of divided in two. The, uh, the first order is on Batu and they have a patrol and they're trying to hunt out the resistance. And then the resistance are on the other side and there's this, supposed to be an ongoing battle. And if you mention stuff like lightsabers and resistance, some of the people, the character, the cast members are supposed to say, I don't know what you're talking about because they don't want to get caught. So I had that happen a couple of times, but it was kind of frustrating because I really just wanted to fucking buy a lightsaber. <laughs> what? Lightsabers? <laughs> lightsabers don't exist. What? And then you get to a third cast member. It's like, yeah, it's over there, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Got to fix it up a little, uh, you know, but I, you know. Yeah. I think once they get more practice and they go, what are you talking? Lightsabers? I don't know. But if you want some premium junk, quote yeah. unquote, you can go over here. Yeah. And I think it, uh, guests need to learn how to act in there, too. It's not Disneyland. It's almost not Disneyland. Once you're in there, once yeah. you're around the corner, you're in a different place. And so I think it's going to require guests to be learn to be different there and for cast members yeah, to be different if they want to pull this whole story mode thing off which yeah if they could do it i think it'd be awesome and i could see them like revamping fantasy land, other lands to kind of make it a little bit more like that as well it'd be kind of interesting they should get um, some people from like the renaissance fair or something to give them lessons to stay in character yeah oh tis a phoebe now sweet but- maiden of the spit <laughs> All right, uh, my number ten, and this uh, is my negative. But I don't know if we were just unlucky group. There were no characters out wandering about when we were there. Yeah, I think you just got unlucky. Because everything I've seen, you have stormtroopers walking around. You have resistance people, like some characters. Like right when we entered, Chewbacca was there, like working on an X-wing, and that was the only thing we saw after that. Nowhere else did we see a single stormtrooper. Or like Kylo Ren or anything. We didn't or Ray. Like I've seen videos of people where Ray and everyone's around. We didn't see any of that, and that was a big bummer for us. So I don't know if we just got unlucky. So did you see that stuff when you went or no? Um, I saw stormtroopers, and then uh, when uh, Kylo Ren was in a ship and he they acted like he just landed at the the Black Pyre Black Spire outpost, uh-huh. and he was looking for a you know. A, a rebel or a spy in here and then in the crowd there was a guy dressed up in like well not you know imperial stuff but in like regular star wars attire just walking around nervously which is pretty cool to see and then he just you know books it in a different direction while the imperial guys are still doing uh their thing that was kind of neat okay so we didn't get to see that so hopefully we actually have another reservation upcoming up so hopefully this next time we go It'll we'll get to see that stuff, but that's my only real negative. I have one other small one I'll mention next, but yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, what's your number nine? My number nine is the food. It's good. Okay. Did you? What did you did have? You, did you actually at any of the restaurants? We didn't. I had blue milk and some drinks in the cantina. That was it. Okay, we went to the Docking Bay Seven. I believe it was called uh, Ninety Four. <laughs> not 94 it's just a line but yeah that place is great um it, there's a bunch of cargo you know star wars cargo containers in there that you could eat inside of it's you know 
you don't get seated or anything like any other Disneyland restaurant. But you go there, if you're lucky, you get a table inside one of those cargo containers, which is pretty cool. But the food looks amazing. It looks, uh, like, alien enough so that, you know, it, it plays along with uh, the rest of the story and everything. But it tastes great. Like, I had, like, the the chicken and gravy instead of, like, the fried chicken and gravy, which was awesome. They had, like, this gravy that was, like, it was green and it was, like, a bit of a mixture between a gravy and a salsa. That was really, really good. I didn't expect it to taste that good, but yeah. Plus, the sporks are awesome. <laughs> Use the sporks. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, we're going to definitely uh, eat some something this time we go. I saw they had, like, Ronto wraps or something. And everything has a funny name, too, which yeah, yeah. is cool, but can be frustrating, I guess, if you're just like, I just want a goddamn burger. Like, <laughs> well, they well, stated in the description what it really is. I know. But yeah, that's at the yeah. There's the other like more fast food restaurant where you just line up, get your food, and then you walk out. There's no seating or anything uh-huh. on the outside. I think that's where the Ronto wraps are. Okay, and that's cool. They have like a old pod racer engine used to cook the food, or it's <laughs> yeah. like it's happening. That's pretty <laughs> that was awesome. awesome. And then medical droid re- repurposed to just spin the spit. Yeah, yeah. So cool. All right, uh, my number nine, and this is my last negative, and I kind of already mentioned it before. It's it's all new Star Wars, and as, even though I can say it's cool the way they set up the world, just little kid Jeff wants to see his little kid stuff, not the new <laughs> little kid stuff. So, yeah, like we're a friend with we wish. She's like, there's no Jawas, like uh, stuff like that. Like we wish oh, we that'd be to awesome. see. Um, the filthy creatures. <laughs> yeah, just there's. There's nothing really. They, they had the Millennium Falcon there, which is old school as it is. So like, I I'm happy with that. I just wish a little bit more old school stuff. And I don't know why. I know if you go into that, I don't say this. I know it's not this, but Dash Rindar's Den of Antiquities, whatever that place is called. Oh yeah. It's you know it's there. You can see stuff on this wall that's from the old movies, like Tauntauns and Wampas and stuff. But um, a little bit more. Uh, but. It's it's a nitpick. Once I once you give in to the story and accept that, it's pretty cool. And yeah, this is just me being like I am with all the Star Wars stuff. Mad that it's not the way it was when I was a kid, but it is a gripe that I had. That was a little bit. But even the X wing is not my X wing, right? It's the new Resistance (laughs) X wing and stuff like that. But yeah, it's cool that Ray and Kylo are around, but I want Luke Skywalker and Han Solo walking around. But they're dead. And that new Han Solo that's in the movie is probably, you know, <laughs> is selling stuff behind the counter now. <laughs> he was a cast member working at Docking Bay 7. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Not believable at all. Stay in character, bro. <laughs> all right. What's your number eight? Uh, wait, wait, did that bother you at all or no? Not really, because I kind of knew going in. Okay. That's what it was. So I set my expectations to, okay, this is going to be probably new Star Wars stuff. I don't think they're going to go old school with it. So okay. it didn't it didn't hit me. I mean, it would be cool to see all that stuff, but it was like, eh, it's okay. I know what I'm in for. All right, fair enough. All right, what's your number eight? My number eight is the – I'll talk more in depth as we get to the places, but the ambiance – in the immersion of the place is it just looks uh, it looks like you're it's not a part of Disneyland at all it's fantastic 
Uh, everything looks like you're in a different world, like you're actually in Batu. Um, everybody's dressed appropriately. Like you have your regular cast member uh, costumes, but then some of the other ones, uh, like at the Star Wars uh, lightsaber, like the secret lightsaber shop. Sometimes they'll have like a, a lady in like a big like leather smock and everything. It looks like movie appropriate costuming, like all done up, and she's got like really good makeup on and everything, and just walking around talking with the quote unquote customers. Uh, all the all just all the Star Wars the ships that are around you. You're always looking around a corner and you see something cool that's from Star Wars. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, it's incredible the way that they pulled this off. And I just noticed, well, I didn't just notice, but uh, <laughs> when you're driving down the street to get into Disneyland, you'll see like just random spires just tall up. that are like nowhere near the parks. They're like on top of like office buildings and everything. And that's how far they went in order so that when you're in Batu in Galaxy's Edge, in the distance, you can still see, like, uh, the spires and stuff. So it looks like it just goes on forever beyond, like, the makeshift border that they have for um, at the edge of the park. So that yeah. was very creative. Yeah, they're like the force, force perspective spires and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. It's awesome. My only, this is not a negative when you're in the park, but when you're outside the park, it looks kind of crappy. They didn't finish the back of this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well... You're like in the parking structure going in, and you see like half a mountain and all this. Like, come on, you can finish that up, guys. But what's well, going to cost you a few more million dollars to surround that, to complete that mountain peak? Come on. Well, like my old woodtrap te teacher used to say, "What you don't see, you don't sand." But we do see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. It's a nitpick, but like I said, when you're in the park. Or when you're in the land, you don't see shit. But if you're driving down Harbor Boulevard, or if you're in the parking structure or something, and you look at it, you're like, ooh. But, uh, yeah, the, the way they do get you lost in there, too. And they're, they're, they always do the thing where you, when you come in, you have to, like, make a turn or two just so the way the – you don't see it right when you come in. You have to make a turn and a curve and open it up. Like, that's a big yeah. Disney thing. Mm -hmm. Really awesome. All right, uh, my number eight in this – will probably go up more because I didn't get to do this enough. Actually, I rarely did it. But it was the way they, the interactive nature they had with the app there. So I didn't, all, yeah, I didn't get to do it at all. Yeah, I did one thing and it was just like to read a, a hidden symbol somewhere. But they have these little like barcodes you can scan and you can decode them. And it's supposed you play along with the app and you choose who you want to be, like a resistance person or a... a First order. There's little doors that you can hack based on uh, your, your alliances and stuff. And then also based on the Millennium Falcon ride, your score you get, you can use to get credits for more hacking. And then supposedly this is supposed to happen is if you go into a shop and the the Bluetooth, everything's working on your phone and they can tell that you're a Sith, uh, not a Sith person, but a first order or uh, resistance, you'll get treated differently. I don't know how they're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> But uh, I definitely saw kids there running around scanning stuff, and I, I saw it read a little bit online, and that's how it's supposed to to work. And I think that'll be really cool. And I I can't wait to experiment with that more on Thursday mm -hmm. uh, when I go. But anyway, I just it's, it's cool little nature. And if they do that, so that's why it's a little bit lower on my list because I don't know if it's going to be as good as I think it is, and I haven't done it. But I <laughs> I, I like that idea. 
So that's my number eight. I think there's even... This keeps track of your ride scores. It keeps track... You can hack. There's a couple other things. I think droids will interact with you based on certain stuff. I don't know. Cool. I don't think they'll really lay into you, but it'd be nice to see, hey, look at this dipshit. Only got like 14 credits out of the smuggler's run. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I won't call you a dipshit, but yeah. <laughs> I know. You're One can dream, can they? nerf herder. <laughs> yeah. He is moof milker. Nerf herder. Moof milker. Scruffy looking guy. Um, all right. Uh, what's your number seven? My number seven is the drinks. I didn't get to go into the cantina, but they still had like a, a smaller cantina outside where you can get the blue or the green milk. And we got to sample those and uh, they were pretty tasty. Very refreshing because it was a hot day when we went. Um, I believe I liked the blue milk better. Even though the green milk was still um, refreshing, it was a bit like tea and very floral, so it wasn't my jam. But the blue milk was kind of nice. And I learned after the fact that both those drinks are like completely hypoallergenic. If you have any allergies or anything like that, they're both completely safe to drink, so everybody can enjoy them. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, and they're they're not dairy. Yeah. Just let you know, the blue milk is blue milk, but it's not that. Um, I had the blue. I did not have the green, and it's a weird flavor, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it, it, it lends to that like alien, uh, alien feel to it. Yeah, we were we were passing around drinking, and we all kept saying like, "Yeah, it's." At first, you're like, "Hmm," then you're like, "Oh, let me have some more of that," <laughs> and then yep. we couldn't quite like a little coconut. I don't know. There was something in there we couldn't figure out, but we liked it. I heard the green's not good. I'll try it, but I heard bad things about the green. Um, well, it wasn't so bad for me, but yeah, okay. Most people preferred the blue milk. Yeah, and like I said, it's not dairy. It's more like a slushy type thing, but the consistency is really tight on it, and it's it's not served in like a nineteen seventies uh, <laughs> Tupperware glass, but it's yeah. not too far off either. It's like a cloudy little disposable cup, and it, it works. Hmm. I like it. I'll definitely be getting another one when I go back. Uh, well, maybe we'll get each get a green and a blue, and we'll trade off or something. But uh, yeah, it's a good call. Hmm. All right, um, my number seven is uh, the bazaar. Like uh, this is that's my number six. That's number six. Yeah, you go into this just a giant bazaar, and it, it, this very this feels more Star Wars than almost anything there. I guess besides the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, uh, you go in there, and it feels like you're in. Uh, Moss Espa or something like that from the prequels. It just, it felt really Star Wars-esque. And all the stands, like the stores aren't that big there. They're very thick like New Orleans Square, I think, and the little shops they have there. They're very small, but it it works. And, you, and I mean, they're crowded now. They're probably only going to get more crowded. Uh, and maybe over the few years, they'll back out a little bit. But it was really mm-hmm. cool. All the merch in there, nothing is really says Star Wars on it, right? It's supposed to be in-world, so you're just buying little toy stormtroopers or toy tauntauns or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was really cool uh, walking through that specific area of the bazaar. The, sorry, the banners hanging down. Like, oh, if you just got to look up. Don't forget to look up when you go there. Just, yeah, I know. It's so cool. <laughs> just the banners hanging down, the wires. Um, 
I'll talk more about the sound effects throughout the entire city, but even in there, it just felt more crowd noise. And I'm sure a lot of it was real crowd noise, but just stuff. It just felt very, very cool and Star Star Wars-y to me. Mm-hmm. So that's my number seven. I'm going to add on to it if it's your number six. Uh, yeah, a bit. You, you kind of said it all. I mean, it looks great. Uh, we had a hard time finding the bathrooms, but it's through the bazaar, and that's my first experience through it. So <laughs> I had to kind of run quickly because I was rushing to go to the bathroom, but then afterwards I got to walk it a little bit more calmly and stuff and check everything out. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. They have some very unique uh, pieces there for sale for a lot of collectors. Yeah. Uh, they have a little creature stand. They have what the, the, tiger, the toy Garyan toy store tigerian i don't know what though the wato's toy store yeah <laughs> i guess nothing's ever called the actual character names yeah yeah it's just like the races which is if you think about it is the right way it should be he's, he's on tatooine he's not on this planet so if you're gonna do that it can't be him but uh mm-hmm. yeah cool all right well then my number six is kind of going along the same lines of what we're talking about is the in the immersion uh there's no signs yeah, you're not going to find a kiosk saying, you know, Millennium Falcon ride this way, restrooms this way, uh, droid shop this way. It's there's no signs. There'll be it's there's stuff in the Star Wars link, the signage, which I forgot the name of it. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> you'll see that everywhere. And for restrooms, you'll see little people characters, you know, you know, the men and women. But for the most part, stuff's hidden. And a lot of the stuff. Except for in the bazaar area, the other shops, they have, like, you know, space doors that close. And so yeah. some stuff may look <laughs> yeah. like it's not even open if it's a real thing. And you get near it, all of a sudden the door opens up and you walk in. And, <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Una Tafa, a little Anakin's there to meet you or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Uh, and the sign aspect. And you have to actually talk to people. Like, ask cast members. That's where my one experience was. I was trying to find the lightsaber place. <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay, I finally found it because one guy wasn't in character. Thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just, it does feel different. You're not bombarded with signs and arrows pointing to every single ride and uh, wait times and stuff, which they're still there. It's just, it's hidden. I shouldn't say there's no signs. It's just definitely hidden more. It doesn't feel like there are signs. Yeah. Just, um, all right, that's my number six. You you're almost feel like, uh, what's his face from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Oh, um. Oh. Shit. I don't. Henry! Henry! <laughs> yeah. Follow me. I know the way. What the hell's his name? Yeah. He anyway. knows uh, seven languages and he can blend it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll never find him now. Hello? In a bright white suit walking through the bazaar. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody speak English? <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Yeah, it does. It's. <laughs> It's really cool. Like I said, we, we, a lot of times I think someone couldn't find the restroom forever. And I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't find the saber place and everything. It was yep. pretty cool. All right. What's your number five? My number five is the vehicle models that they had there. I didn't check out all of them because I'm an idiot and we didn't like walk through the, um, the other entrance, like past the bazaar. Because we thought, oh, that's the exit. If we go out there, they're not going to let us back in. So we just stayed away from that place. But I saw pictures, and they have like the X-wing that you were talking about, the yeah. the Re- the Rebellion X-wing, Resistance uh, X-wing, Resistance yeah. X-wing, yeah. and an A-wing, 
yeah. and some other stuff over there that we missed, which is pretty awesome. Um, even in the bazaar, they have miniature models. They're still really big, but they're miniature models of like uh, from the solo movie, the the speeder that it was racing at the beginning of that movie. That that's felt life size to me. No, no, that was tiny. That was like the size of an Xbox. I was talking about those. Oh, well, there's another spot where there's like a parked. Either it's his, it's his one, or like the one Luke drives in. Um, oh, the, in in the garage. Yeah, yeah. There's also yeah. I forgot about that. There's also I did see the garage where you know they're working on yeah you know, Luke speeder that speeder yeah, and then they made some custom ones and stuff for the park. Um, Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter thing is there. Uh, yeah, and like some. Yeah, something similar to what Ray drives in the very beginning of Force Awakens, like her little motorcycle thing, whatever that is. Yeah, there's oh, that, stuff. That thing is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I got to sit on it for a bit when we were in line for the lightsabers. Yeah, that's where it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you mean scrap? Oh, yeah, that's right. If you're looking for a good quality scrap, wink. Look for mm-hmm. the uh, speeder that you can sit on. <laughs> yeah, definitely lots of cool models. I don't. Is that Kylo Ren's ship? I've heard mixed reviews. I don't see. I don't even know the new Star Wars enough to know if that is Kylo's ship or not. But well, maybe it's not his personal Tie Fighter because I know he has one of those just okay. because he's a wannabe Vader. Uh, <laughs> but maybe that's just a, a First Order transport ship. Okay, it would look pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and the area that you missed. See, that's the Resistance side, and that's where the entrance is to the other ride that's not open yet. Is okay. Yeah, and it's more jungly and, and bushes and stuff, and the entrance is kind of hidden, but uh, it was pointed out to us. like That's where the Rise of the Resistance ride will start. Uh, awesome. Which I guess we had to mention up front, only, there's supposed to be two main attractions in this land. Only one of them is open right now, the the Millennium Falcon ride. This other one is not open yet. and it's supposed to open up this summer, though, sometime. All right, uh, I think we're on to my number five. Yes. Um, and it's the blue milk. You already mentioned it, but mm-hmm. I thought that was just, just drinking blue milk. I've tried to make blue milk a couple times, like before we go see Star Wars. And... <laughs> mixed results. <laughs> yeah, mixed results. It gets you drunk. Yeah, I can't remember how it tasted. <laughs> it's blue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just getting the blue milk, and, and I'll have to spoil a little bit. I had mine. Right as I got my lightsaber, I was coming out of getting my lightsaber, uh, meeting up with with Laura and her cousin, and getting in line, and I had I had to get a blue milk. I was like, God, I'm just nerding now. I got a goddamn lightsaber. I better drink some blue milk before I go into the cantina. This is the greatest thing ever. Uh-huh. So maybe that persuaded my blue milk liking that much more than it maybe it is. We'll find out this next time. But yeah, just just going up to the counter, one blue milk, please. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, blue milk, my number five. <laughs> the official name of the drink is uh, Banthages, I think. I don't think so. <laughs> but it is canon. From... <laughs> oh no, maybe the... it was in the EU, and that's why Disney's like, yeah, you know what? We'll just call it blue milk. <laughs> but it does come from Banthas, right? Isn't that the real canon? Yes. Okay, and the green one is that stuff that Luke was. Sucking tea yeah, on in the last the movie, right? Fucking Skeksis from the Dark Crystal. <laughs> All right, what's your number four? My number four. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Everybody walking around with a salacious crumb on their shoulder. That was amazing. I was, oh, I was so tempted to get one. I'd already bought a bunch of stuff plus a lightsaber, and then I've already blown my Father's Day gift, my birthday gift, and my Christmas gift. <laughs> I'm like, oh damn, <laughs> salacious crumb. And it, and these guys are. It's not just a doll that you put on your shoulder. Okay, it's a full puppet. That you can control. They've got a little wire and a controller that comes down around your arm. So it's kind of, you can uh, fiddle with it. So it's pretty discreet. And you can turn his head and uh, flap his mouth and everything. And it, it's super fucking cool. And if you guys have listened to this podcast, you know how much I love Salacious Crumb. <laughs> He's taller than Yoda, by the way. Just saying. He's taller than Yoda? Yeah. I mean, you never see him standing full up, but. Oh, yeah. He's got those long, dangly Muppet legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they had the standard Salacious Crumb, and they also had a tropical Salacious Crumb. <laughs> yeah. It looks like one of those um, blue and yellow uh, South American parrots. Like, really cool. And I wanted one. But I was yeah. like, I resisted. I was like, oh, that's a, okay. I can't, I'm at my, way past my limit already. I can't <laughs> do it. All right. And before people get mad at us, there's a species. It's like... <laughs> Kowakian monkey lizard or something. Let me look this up before they get... Yeah, a Kowakian monkey lizard is what they are. There it is. So, so technically, it's not Salacious Crumb, but yes. And I think that the tropical one is from the Clone Wars, I think, but I'm not sure. Hmm. But they are cool. That was the first... I wanted to get one. and I thought it just moved on its own. Which I like better than controlling it yourself. Because I don't want to have to actively be switching them around. <laughs> oh, no way. I just thought it would be cool if you just sat on your shoulder and just be like... Meh, meh. Oh, just... <laughs> i got to work on my ventriloquism if I get one of those guys. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe I'll my Jedi mind trick myself into buying one this next time. <laughs> oh, no. I am a weak-minded fool. <laughs> well, they were pretty cool. Um, all right. Uh, I think we're on my number four. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, my number four is the sound effects throughout the city. You guys, it's freaking yeah. amazing. It makes it feel like there's spaceships flying in and out of the city. I don't know how many times you hear, like a TIE fighter or an X-Wing flying over, and I'm looking up because the speaker <laughs> system in that place is unbelievable. And I just kept – it would happen – well, I don't know, once every 10, 15 minutes. Like, enough for you to forget about it. Not that it's annoying or whatever, right? But you would just be sit, standing in line or just sitting there all of a sudden and you just felt like, holy shit, a TIE fighter's about to get me. Oh, I Man, loved it. I don't think they had that up and running when I went. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, it was amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then they have, if you walk by windows, you can listen. You'll hear, like, a little chatter going on from the people inside. There was the sound effects when you're in the jungly part. So that's another thing you probably didn't see. Yeah. There's just all these. It's. I wish it was more like Ewok sounds. It wasn't because it's not indoor. But it was more Star Wars creature sounds in the in the bushes. And then every once in a while, which I'm assuming it's sound effects. Maybe there was something there. You know that rustling you hear of a creature in the bush that like just kind of runs away or whatever or scatters. You hear those noises out there. Really cool. Um, so the sound, the audio... To go along with all the video, the visuals there was just epic. It just you really felt like you were in a Star Wars city, especially with the spaceships flying in and out. I just I don't know in this future somehow they're going to have little drones 
mimicking it or something. I don't know. <laughs> but that was the only disappointing thing is every time you look up and you know, oh, it was just nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> what? You're going to have dinosaurs in your in your dinosaur ride. <laughs> oh, aren't yeah, you? exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the sound effects throughout the park. Perfect. Perfect addition. There's no music. There's music. I didn't hear it. Besides, like, in the cantina, and then I think sometimes, like, source music, like, coming from the window of a, you know, a citizen's house or whatever. So, which is another thing, like, if you kind of, like, if, if I would have made this park, and this would have been, you know, Duel of, <laughs> Duel of Fates and uh, <laughs> Imperial March playing nonstop throughout the park, but maybe it's better I didn't design this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's my number four. All right, on to your number three. Uh, the Droid Factory. See, I did not get to do that. Oh, it's so cool. They have, um, you walk in, and first of all, it's amazing. They have a bunch of scrap pieces of droids everywhere lining the walls. Not only that, they have a conveyor system up top with hanging pieces of just droid. And you'll see a piece from a 3PO, you'll see a piece from uh, an R2 unit, a BB unit. Just a bunch of just different stuff that you can identify from uh, the Star Wars universe, from every kind of droid. Then they have, like, little actual stations and workers there, and they have, like, uh, little pneumatic, like, screwdrivers and stuff, so you can pick your base piece of a droid and then go to your station and then start adding pieces. And they even have little chips that you can insert into your droid to make them sound and uh, have, like, a kind of different personality to them, which each, each different chip, which is pretty badass. So how does that work? Is each chip different or can't be, right? But you can... Yeah, they have like a set of like nine, eight or nine chips. And is it like a friendly personality, evil personality? Is that type of thing? Yeah, because they have um, a a first order like chip and then they have a resistance chip and then they have some other alien symbols for chips and stuff. And they all, you can sample the sounds of how your droid would sound. Like, they have okay. buttons and stuff so you can push. It's really cool. Okay. Did you make one? No. That's the the other thing. I wanted a Salacious Crumb more than I wanted a droid. But just yeah. this, just walking into the store and seeing all this stuff is amazing. Like, a, a spectacle like most everything else. They have they also had these life-size 3PO hands that are like uh, a picture frame holder. You can They're the hands by themselves, but you put them together and you put, like, this frame on top of them. It looks so awesome. And they had a life-size R2 unit that was rolling around and interacting with people in there also, which was pretty fucking neat. Yeah, I want to see that. And as a side note, they're selling that model to people for $25,000. I'm getting it. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't be the only one because there is a surprising, I don't know the exact number, but a surprising amount of people bought them. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's not me. <laughs> as much as I want one, mm-hmm. like movie quality. I don't know what the controller looks like, but it's it's a it's an R two unit. <laughs> so fucking cool. I recommend yeah. you should you should go to Star Wars Land. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just talking about it, man. I can't wait to go again. I know that's what I'm looking forward to. We're going in like three days, four days. Uh, I did. That's the one thing I did not do. So I'll be going in this time. I don't know. We've been talking about it. Maybe. We'll get one. Maybe Laura will build a droid. I'm not sure, but uh, 
yeah, I wanted other stuff more than that. Like, like I said, lightsaber for me was number one. The even the salacious crumb, I think, like you, would be more than important to me than a droid. But it still mm-hmm. was so cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of building a lightsaber, uh, my number three is oh, built- just your three. That's my yeah. number two. Yeah, uh, it was an awesome experience. Like I, I don't like standing in lines and I don't like crowds. And that's what I was doing in the first hour and a half of my trip there. And I was starting to get a little bummed out. And just, I got in this section. That's why they directed me to this area. And it didn't seem like it was it. But all of a sudden, I'm okay. I'm the, there are these two, uh, like a younger couple. And they're cosplaying and everything. And the girl's like, no, you want to be here. We came here last night. And we couldn't even get this far. If you're in this far, you're good. You're going to get you're gonna get a lightsaber. I was like, all right. Okay. <laughs> and I was kind of by myself because Laura and her cousin were out checking out the land and trying to get us reservations. And at the cantina just kind of sitting there and, uh, and it was like 45 minutes and i finally get you know you pay your money up front well first of all it's scrap everything is all hush hush this is you know scrap this is scrap but i'm too dumb and tired i'm like oh, i want a lightsaber i'm dumb but <laughs> and i think well you'll talk more about that maybe the details when you get to your when you talk about it but just i ordered i got my reservation uh we went and explored the park we went on smugglers run and then I had to go back and, t- and then once I got in that room and they, I heard it's like the, the wand thing from Harry Potter. I haven't been there, but they have this whole story. You, before you get in line, you kind of choose the type. There's four types to choose from. I chose my type. The guy sets the tray in front of me and I start building it. Oh, and you get to pick your crystal. That was so cool. Uh, yeah. the crystal, that's the one cool thing about this lightsaber that anyone ever seen. You can take your Kyber crystal out and change the color on it. And it's just, it was the, the experience was worth. I don't know if it was worth two hundred dollars. It's a goddamn lot of money, but <laughs> that's how much it cost, by the way, people. Two hundred dollars mm-hmm. to get a toy lightsaber and to stand in line. Um, but the quality of the saber is pretty good. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't want to spoil. Ah, we're spoiling it. You yeah. go in there. <laughs> you pick your. <laughs> you pick your your crystal. You start putting your pieces together. Once you like it, you set it down, and then this big ceremony happens. All of a sudden, Yoda from the Force comes and starts talking to everybody. And then there's a lighting ceremony. And everyone in the room, it's dark, lights their sabers at the same time. And it was just like a moment. And I don't know if it's because we're going early on and everyone there is just a true Star Wars nerd. But everyone was just the smiles and everyone faces. It was... Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Like I said, all that was going through my mind. And then got blue milk and went to the cantina. It was just the perfect little 45 minutes there. But... Yeah, building the lightsaber was pretty damn cool. And the sabers, I'm really happy the way mine turned out. The the only thing I would say, it's very, it's heavy. It's metal. Uh, the outside, anyway, the, the core is plastic. I don't know about yours. It's a little delayed on the sound effects. I don't know if yours is that way. Um, mm. So when you swing it, you know, you swing it, and then it's like, roll. <laughs> you know, like, roll. But. I don't know. I still love it. I was Laura caught me in here. I was supposed to be in a work meeting. I'm just sitting here playing with my lightsaber with, on mute, <laughs> and that's not a, a euphemism for anything. <laughs> Stop fiddling with your lightsaber. So never. I'll let you talk about it. Well, I guess you're coming up. So yeah, go in it. What's your number two? Yeah, it's just building lightsaber was amazing. I did not expect any of that at all. I thought it was going to be kind of like the droid workshop where okay, here's your station, here's your pieces. And that's it. No, it was a whole. It was the whole show. Uh, 
It's kind of dark, and the guy, the the people, uh, the cast members actually working there were like trained up actors, so that they they uh, stayed in character the whole time and everything. It was pretty neat. And yeah, they came out with the cases with the kyber crystals all lit up. It's like, oh my gosh, just like you you think you know what color you're gonna get until you see all the the crystals lined up, and it's like a game time decision. It's like, oh, okay, I'll get this one. Because once you see them all lit up, it's oh, it's it's indescribable. I can't as a lifelong Star Wars fan, it was incredible. So and what did yeah. you get? What color did you get? I got a green one. I was going to be green the entire time until it came time to pick, and then I went yeah, blue. See? I went blue because <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to go off book and go yellow if they have it, and they didn't. So I I did green after I saw all of them and weighed my uh, my choices. And, uh, yeah, the pieces are real metal and, uh, yeah, they clink together and whatnot and they're all segmented. So you can take your lightsaber apart and put it back together whenever you want. It's super cool. Um, if you, you can take the blade out so that if you turn on your lightsaber with no blade, it actually does like a fizzling out, like a short circuit sound. Yeah. It's like, it's not working. And then when you put it in, then it works fine. And there's, like, so much detail in this thing. Even when you just put the kyber crystal into the core, it lights up the color that your crystal is. Like, on the base plastic, like, uh, unit that you have. Before you put all the metal pieces in there. There it is. <laughs> Supposedly, they're going to have uh, more crystals later on so you can just buy them separately and swap them out into your saber yeah um, they had those when we were there already oh really and you can't get yellow yellow wood is not in the ceremony but if you go to the store you can get yellow oh that's cool i might get one nah yellow's lame no way <laughs> but yeah it's awesome isn't it like so wait which style did you get i got the uh the old republic style Oh, same here. Over yeah, the gold. Because I, I like that yeah. silver with the gold trim. It looks so cool. Yeah. Wow. We really well, are have to, friends. I have to come over, yeah. <laughs> Compare sabers. That's I fight. see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just so cool. That, yeah, ceremony. So I have a funny story to say about that. When I was standing, waiting for a reservation number to be called or whatever, some dude comes. Like, they're so good with this stuff. But I think it's driving away business. This guy comes up and he's like, "Is this where I, is this where you build your lightsabers?" And the cast member's like, "No, dude, we just saw scrap here." And then the guy just, "Fuck, I gotta find this lightsaber place." And he just went away. <laughs> no way. Yeah. It's for people in the know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was telling Laura, I was a little upset with myself that like, I didn't play along a little better. I was like, "Want to build a lightsaber?" Like after I picked mine, the next guy behind me, he's like. He was all in character. He's like, oh, I'm here for some scrap. Can you show me some nice scrap? And I was like, oh, I should have done it that way. It's a little... Yeah. But whatever. I never oh. played on a... Uh, what is it? <laughs> on those servers where everyone's in character? <laughs> That's not me. Everything's out of character. But When uh, you were in line, was there? did a cast member come up and show you like, oh, we have a uh, force variables of scrap here that you can choose from. Yeah. And then she goes to the drawers. Yes. Yeah, that, this stuff and that's what it happened. Like I did the drawers, and then the guy behind me is when he's like, "Oh, can you show me some scrap?" Like he was a little bit more into it than me. Oh, that's cool. And the I one like thing. Yeah, I was gonna say when you when you 
you do that part at first, and that's when you give them your money, and they give you a reservation to come back at a certain time. They also give you a pin, and the pin is to oh, say yeah. kind of which which lightsaber you're going to build for later. I did not hear that part. Like right as it was happening, I was just getting a little flustered with everything that was going on. <laughs> um, so I didn't. I never put the pin on. And then when we get in, <laughs> this guy kept the guy that actually kept giving me a weird look the whole time. And then finally, he came to me to hand me my parts. He was like, "Are you even supposed to be in here?" I'm like. Yeah, why not? He's like, I don't think we let your kind in. He was trying to stay in character, but find out like if I was in the wrong place or whatever. And he's like, I need some kind of identification. And finally, like I realized, oh, and I showed him my pen. And he's like, okay, you should, you should put that on, soldier, or something like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wish I could have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have let it happen. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Like and like when he's talking about the Kyber crystals, they say, okay. Blue, people like Obi-Wan, uh, Anakin, oh, yeah. uh, Rey, and then Green, Luke Skywalker, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Yoda, and Red, you know, Vader, Darth Maul, and now Kylo Ren. It was just really cool. And like, the room, is it's time to their speech, so the room changes colors based on the lightsaber they're talking about. It was a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. If you can fork over the money, do it. Oh, and one thing I did not know... Is okay if you buy one, you could a couple of your friends can go in there with you, even though they don't purchase the saber. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. As Leah said, like looking at my stupid face, I was building a lightsaber. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, brought a smile to her face. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was telling her. Like I wished like, the smile on my face faces. could have been recorded. Yeah, because I was just like, ah, oh. yeah. All right, it was awesome. Any more lightsaber talk? Yeah, just a little one. When the when the people were showing me the drawers, this is the level of attention to detail that they that they show in Star Wars Land. They open the door, the drawers, and they're. I mean, it's Disneyland. They can afford nice drawers, but they intentionally jammed up these drawers so that it's hard to pull them out, and then sh- they have to shove them back in, and they're scraping and stuff because it's supposed to be a junk shop. And even the lady that was showing us ours, she gave up on one at the bottom, and she actually turned around and mule kicked it back in. <laughs> nice. That was pretty. It's like, oh, that's such a nice touch to like everything that goes along with everything here. Yeah, I mean the lived in. I mean they, the whole park they've done that where everything looks old and used and everything. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right, one last time. <laughs> That was my number three and your number two. So my number two is the cantina. And it's Olga's cantina. I forgot the name of the person. Olga's. 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 And this is the longest line so far, I think, anywhere in the park. Yeah, we couldn't get in. Yeah. We got lucky because we kind of split up when I was doing the Sabre thing. Uh, They went and got us reservations over there. And we got in. It was pretty much our last hour there. And it's a t- it, they serve alcohol there, so it's the only part in Disneyland where you can get alcohol besides Club Thirty Three. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You have a forty-five minute time limit and two drinks per ID. And uh, we got in. It's, it feels like a nightclub. You're lined out. You're lined up, especially because we were at night. We did the eight. By that, I mentioned this. We did the eight p.m. to midnight uh, time slot. You're kind of lined out in front. Every time the doors open up, you just hear this music coming and loud noise and everything. And when you finally go in, it 
feels it's not the Mos Eisley Cantina, but it's definitely just inspired by it. It looks very close. And you go in and it's just we got us there's booths kind of lining the whole perimeter. We couldn't sit in one of those. Those are for larger groups. And there's some kind of and everywhere else you have to stand. There's some pub tables kind of aligned or there's bar top. And we got to sit, uh, stand at the bar. And the it just it was star. I really wanted to grab the bartender and tug on his sleeve, but I'm sure he's going to punch me. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> and my lightsaber was cool and all, but it wouldn't have cut off Pundababa's arms. I wasn't even about to try that. But uh, <laughs> it was just that the atmosphere in there was great. Uh, Rex, the old pilot from Star Tours, he's the DJ in there, and he's mixing songs and. Uh, he still malfunctions every once in a while, so the bartenders have to like kick this box or whatever to get him going again. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and he like he'll wake up and DJ. I've always wanted to do this. He'll have lines from Star <laughs> Tours, uh, and then he's like the, the first song he plays on his loop, which is about forty five minutes. Is I heard this song is uh, you know sweeping the galaxy, and it's the do 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 do, and everyone starts screaming and hollering, having a good time. It was great, and then the drinks. They're all, you know, Fuzzy Tauntaun and Bespin Sunset. All these Star Wars names, but they're they're crazy. They definitely felt different. Like, Alora had this drink that had, like, this foamy stuff on top. And you drink it, and you don't think anything of it. And then, like, 30 seconds left, left after, your your tongue and lips start getting numb. It's this weird thing they <laughs> oh, put yeah, on there. I heard there. about that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she... I was, Calling her crazy and everything, she's like, "Have a sip," and I was like, "See nothing." And then, like, all of a sudden, thirty seconds later, I was like, "I can't feel my tongue." Like, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. That's uh, awesome. Just and just, I had my lightsaber on or my, or my back, and I was just sitting there, like, leaning against the bar and looking around. It was, it was so Star Wars. I think it's going to be so hard to do. I think for most people, because it's going to be so crowded. But if you can. Mm-hmm. Do it, and, and hopefully over time the crowds will <laughs> lessen, and maybe you can make reservations or something. But um, and it sucks that you didn't get to go because it was. I know it felt Star Wars. The bartenders, they even had like the where you get your drinks, where your you know your your drafts. You know how those look like? Uh, uh, what's the what's the droid that the, the, the bounty hunter droid that goes after Han Solo? Oh, IG eighty eight. Yeah, you know how those things they kind of look like IG eighty eight heads. <laughs> They, yeah. ha- they were all there. It was really oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm the... going to go in there dressed as Bo Sheck next time. <laughs> yeah, Talk to Chewie. Grow up your sideburns. And... Yeah. <laughs> it, it was really cool. So Cantina is my number two. All right. So number ones, I'm assuming going to be the same, but go for it. Yeah, the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> it was astonishing. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, was, I, I was not prepared for it. I've seen like the news, the local news covered like the cover the aerial shots. It's oh here's the Falcon. I saw some of the pre uh, footage, the previews and stuff, and I was not prepared for when I finally saw the Falcon. I almost cried. It was so cool, yeah, and life size, and everybody was rushing to get into Smuggler's Run because of course they were because it's the fucking Millennium Falcon there. And I got a good laugh when I just, at the top of my lungs, just yelled, what a piece of junk. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it, we, we were part of the preview crowd, so it was only Super Star Wars nerds. So nobody was like, hey, what the fuck are you talking about? It's, it's, it's brand new. You know? Everybody knew. Yeah. 
Except for some of the cast members. Everybody knew <laughs> what we were talking about. <laughs> and it's just amazing just going through the line, going in there. There's buttons everywhere, first of all. And I was pushing, trying to push every single one of them. <laughs> there's, a lot of them are just, you know, stiff. They're just for decorations. But some of them, they, they press and they're awesome. They don't do anything. <laughs> but you can just, just that feeling of pushing a button. You get inside the Falcon and it's a little bit surreal because no matter where you turn, you always end up at the, um, I don't know what you would call it in the Falcon, the lounge. Yeah. Where the, the board, the chest, circular chess board is and everything. And that was neat. And almost all the buttons in there you could press and the switches switched and whatnot. Uh, our turn came up pretty quick, so I didn't have time to sit down. Oh, we were part of the secret previews, the cast member preview, so we couldn't take any pictures or anything. We had to steal our phones, our phones into like a little plastic bag that was permanently sealed. And then at the end of uh, the preview, there was a cast member with scissors and they would have to cut out the phone uh huh. so we can oh, yes i really wanted a picture <laughs> on the chessboard inside the falcon just everywhere i wanted pictures everywhere and i couldn't take any of them uh, yeah i get on yeah i got in trouble because i was taking pictures <laughs> like red group get over here we need a pilot <laughs> i want to <laughs> take more pictures oh, lucky sob you gotta be a pilot yeah nice yeah, you finally get in there, you get your roles. I was a gunner, and it, they're pretty simple controls because everybody has a role to play. So you, I got to shoot high, middle, or low, and you got all the buttons in there, and they lit up. And you can set it to automatic, so you just have to um, push one button and it fires wherever it's supposed to, or manual, and then you have to pick high, middle, or low. The, depending on how you see the the enemies or whatever you have to shoot, on the big screen and you don't even feel like it's a screen i should add it's just you're looking out the cockpit of the millennium falcon which is, uh, is i see, keep saying amazing but it is, it is awestruck the whole damn time oh by the way all the switches flip inside the cockpit and all the buttons push every single one because i know because i did them all <laughs> <laughs> and the the ride is amazing uh if you do better piloting gunning and being an engineer you'll you'll get a longer ride than if you just start crashing into pillars and stuff like our pilots did because the cast member <laughs> we had well we had four people in our group so we got okay we got a good chance of at least one of us getting a pilot seat and of course none of us did but the the cast member gave a pilot card to i could only say a 90 year old grandmother <laughs> Uh, she was 90. She was like 60s. And uh, her I guess her son uh, brought her. Um, he brought her to the preview and stuff. And so they were both pilots. But the poor lady, <laughs> the whole time she was just raising her hands. And she's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and everything. And her son had to like reach over to her console and start pushing the buttons that she was supposed to. <laughs> it was, I mean, it sucked. But at the same time, it was very entertaining. And everybody else, you know, <laughs> we were focused on doing our jobs. And it was a whole lot of fun regardless. So it, it was it was the total experience. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll just I'll go from the ins from kind of back reverse from what you're going. Uh, yeah. We got to become pilots. So we were we had there was three of us. We got matched with three other people. And right away, but we just got Laura and I got handed the pilot ones. 
she didn't want that responsibility and was trying to hand it <laughs> off. And I was like, no, we're going to be we're going to be Chewbacca and Han. Get up here. Maybe it wasn't a good idea. I think she was pretty terrible, but I wasn't too good either. So it's it's not all on her. Um, but just walking into that cockpit, sat down, and like the very first thing I looked at, I saw the hyperspace lovers, and I was like, yeah, oh, oh my yeah. god! She doesn't know that well. She's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, I think it was drooling all over the place. And then it's weird. So it's the left side goes left and right, and the right side goes up and down. So it's not like there's yeah. a single pilot. So it's a little bit weird. Uh, we take off and I, I just, I was just having, I wasn't, I think we did bad because of me or both of us, but I'll take blame too. But all of a sudden it's like, all right, pilot, send us the hyperspace. And I was like, what? All of a sudden the hyperspace level is like flash green. And I was like, oh my God. I really felt like Rex and Star Tours. I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> and I literally like, I grabbed him the way uh, Han does and I pulled it down. Oh, yeah, child. All three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, not all three go, but I held it that way, and only like the one one of them went down. Ah. But, but I did that. Oh, it was so cool! And then I got motion sickness on the ride. I was kind of ready for it to be over, but I don't know if that's because we were flying so terribly. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But I, I don't know. But I, th- th- I'll say the actual ride itself was not was my least favorite part. Actually, like I liked just being in the cockpit, pulling the lever. <laughs> And then, uh, like you mentioned, the staging area before you get in the cockpit. You're it, imagine Luke Skywalker there with the training ball and Obi Wan Kenobi and Han Solo, like you know, leaning against the control panel, saying, oh, "I've flown from one side of the galaxy to the other, kid." I don't. There, that panel's there. Whatever that thing is, I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's there. And the the chessboard, like you mentioned, the the little like uh, bunk bed where. Han had it where Luke was with his arm chopped off is sitting right or this last one where Chewie was hurt in the Force Awakens yeah. like it's there. I missed this. Someone else took a picture of it, but when you're going to the cockpit from there, you can see the gunner chute where the ladder goes up and down. Oh, I did miss that. Yeah, that's there. I'm, I'm so mad I missed that, oh. which is ah oh, so cool. Um, and the but the exterior of the Falcon almost yeah made me cry. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I think at the very beginning I was so. Like I said, the crowd and everything, and I, I wanted to do everything, so I was a little bit not into it. But at the end of the night, when we got out of the cantina, we went into one of the shops, and we came out, and everything was kind of closed, so we couldn't go in anything anymore. And all of a sudden, oh, we wanted to take pictures in front of the Falcon with the lightsaber. And it all of a sudden, it just stopped, and I was like, I'm, we're fucking taking pictures with the lightsaber in front of the goddamn Millennium Falcon. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was just, I just, I just want to sit here forever. <laughs> Just look at this thing. <laughs> it was so yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. I want to cry talking about it now. So mm-hmm. pretty dang epic. I, I would say the ride itself for me, but I get motion sickness on these motion simulators a lot. So don't take my word for it. But uh, everything else was worth it. And I'll go on it again because I don't care if I get sick as long as I can sit in that cockpit again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, in that whatever he said, lounge. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. One, I know when someone asked, you can't walk up the ramp of the Falcon, which is kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah, I'm not sure why yeah. you don't walk up there. You know, obviously, the Falcon you're seeing there is just a model, and everything else is you're doing is inside the show building behind. But I, I know maybe that they could have done that a little better. Um, there's, you get your instructions from this really. I guess it's the most sophisticated animatronic 
today. Oh, you so like I for a second there I I honestly thought it was an actor. Yeah, he I was looked, like, man, when does he take his breaks? He's like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. The yeah. only drawback is it's the character called Hondo, who I don't know is from the Clone Wars. Feels like a missed opportunity for somebody else, but I did hear speculation that maybe this character is going to be bigger in the new movie, and so therefore it mm. won't seem that weird that it's a no-name character or won't be a no-name character. I don't know, but he still looked great. Yeah, I just think so the old-school Star Wars me, like you could have animatronic Lando or Han or or Wedge or any or Akbar or something. I don't know. Neon Numb. Chewbacca. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just somebody up there. I guess if you're given instructions, they have to be able to speak basic. So mm-hmm. Neon Numb and Chewbacca <laughs> are out. <laughs> but yeah, he looked great. And the whole thing was. And that line, okay, if you happen to go in this reservation time, don't go right away. Give it an hour or so. The lines are like, 20 minutes max for this thing right now. Yeah. Because everyone's rushing to do that, and then they're just standing in line for the cantina and the lightsabers and stuff, and that line gets pretty... And it, you move through it quick. It's a pretty quick line, so... little... little uh, Tip there. Yeah, insider baseball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're done here, then. Any honorable mentions? Uh yeah, the Star Tours. Uh, you know how Star Tours is new and it's got different uh, planets that you visited and whatnot. And I thought last before yesterday, as of this recording, I went to Star Tours and it was uh, Kylo Ren stopped the Star Tours thing and then we ran away and then the, the ride ends at Batu. It's like oh three P is like oh I think this will be a safe place Batu. Oh. You know, it's like, okay, so now it, all, all the rides are going to end up here just to promote the new land, blah, blah, this and that. I go on there yesterday, and we have, and we we got an original trilogy ride where Darth Vader st- tried to stop the, the Star Tours transport, and Princess Leia was telling us about the Rebel. I'm like, oh, awesome, they're bringing these guys, uh, these old ones, not old ones, but original trilogy stuff back into the rotation. And I thought that was pretty neat. Did you end up on Batu on that one too, or no? No, I ended up. We ended up in Naboo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's, so it's uh, they're uh, it's it's a mixed bag for what you're gonna get in Star Tours. It's an even the like more diverse ride now, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah, I, that one gets me so sick. The 3D makes it <laughs> yeah. so much worse. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, for me anyway. Um. All right. Yeah, I have nothing. I just just go to if you can, folks. Go to it. I know it's going to be crowded, and I don't know how bad it's going to be. It's going to be bad, but I don't know. If you if you love Star Wars, and I've already seen actually some of our we always mention the Swick podcast, and I've already seen some of their guys tweet it like, "Why would I want to go if it's all new Star Wars?" And I kind of agree with that at first until I was there, and I think you guys, if you let it in your heart, try it out. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that's not uh, Tim and Chris. That's uh, Dave and Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those other two guys will be there no matter what, rain or shine. But uh, mm-hmm. All right, enough promoting another podcast. Um, <laughs> that's it. We're going to rate this thing, or is it even worth rating? Seven. Uh, I'll give it a six, just because I've only been on it once. Well, I'll see after Thursday. If it's still good, I'll give it a seven. But as of right now, it's a six. 
Um, as far as theme park experiences go, this is a seven for me. Yeah. How about this? Yeah, see? Seven. <laughs> we'll see if I buy a salacious crumb or a droid. That changes my mind. <laughs> oh, supposedly if you bring this thing into the park, you can start like interacting with the land, too, with it. With the saber? Yeah. Oh, dang. But I don't want to Like at New thing. Orleans Square? <laughs> I don't think it'll work. <laughs> I'll start swiping at the ghosts yeah. in the haunted mansion. <laughs> you think that, you piece of shit? <laughs> don't think it'll work on the 999 <laughs> Happy Haunts or whatever. But I think it's supposed to work inside the land. But I'm not going to bring this thing back ever again. That's just a, definitely not with the blade in it. Maybe if I just took the hilt or something. Really? I'm taking it in. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so check that out. And then they, they 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 sell. Oh, the one thing I wanted to mention they had that deck is a Dash Rindar's Den of Antiquities. I know it's not Dash Rindar. Oh yeah, I only stepped in there for a second because we were looking for the custom lightsabers. Yeah, and that's where they were. No, those aren't custom. Those were. Yeah, the movie replicas. Yeah, where you can go buy Luke's lightsaber, Darth Vader's lightsaber, and stuff like that. And those were actually cheaper, which I thought were going to be more. Those yeah. are like one thirty. But they sell lots of cool stuff. The one thing I think I want to go back and buy is they they sell the chess pieces for the oh, yeah. Million Falcon board. I was like, yeah, that would yeah. be so cool. Um, but yeah, the whole upper level, you can't. it's hard to see. But if you stare around and look, you're going to find Easter eggs all over the place. Um, and But you, the one big thing there, you, that's where you can buy the extra kyber crystals for your saber. And they sell holocrons in there. Which is oh, awesome. Yeah, I want to I want to get a holocron. Yeah, I'm not really, because holocrons aren't really in the movies. I'm not too sure what they are. I know they're in some of the cartoons that I've watched a little bit of. Like, where do you know them from? From the books. Which books? Um, well, one of the newer ones where they open up a holocron to, um, this because they want to discover some information on some new species that's really wrecking Luke and Jade, Mara Jade. I forget the name of the book, but. Mara Jade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mara Jade and nicer lightsaber. <laughs> Jesus. Mara Jade. Bro. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check check out that shop if you can. Just at least for the Easter eggs. You may not have to buy anything or not. But, but you probably will. Yeah, you probably will. <laughs> they sell the little the little Luke lantern that uh, Yoda tries to steal <laughs> from Luke and R2 grabs her from him. They sell that thing in there. Mine. 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 Yeah. Oh, you can just take a stick and just hit the cast member until he gives it to you for free. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't try that. No. They sell Yoda's cane in there. They sell... Uh, oh, I saw the Emperor's cane. The Emperor's cane? The Emperor's robes. Answer, you can too. get the... Oh, they have Jedi true. robes, but you can also get the Sith Emperor robes. No. No. Which sucks, though, is they don't let you wear them there. Because they don't want you to be confused with a cast member and... And have little kids pose with you, and you touch them, and then Disney gets sued, and all that mm-hmm. crap. Whatever they have to worry about. But I, I think if you sell something to somebody for two hundred dollars, they should they should be able to wear it inside your park. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> lawsuits be damned. <laughs> yeah. So they got to have a name tag too. I don't know. All right, I think we've talked about this long enough. So mm-hmm. it's time for Neom news. Yeah. Or, or yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. No Alex Sports? Do you have any sports? Uh, yeah, Anakin won the Bunta Eve Classic. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. 
That little earthling's out of his mind. <laughs> or earthling, I guess he wasn't an earthling. What yeah, did you, did you hear what happened to Quadraderos? He lost his power couplings. <laughs> yeah, what an idiot. Yarg! <laughs> oh, poor Yarg. All right, it's time for <laughs> Neem News. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you got? It was yeah. <laughs> you got anything? Uh, yeah, E3 kicks off this week. Uh, Microsoft already had um, a press conference. They announced a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm still excited for The Outer Worlds from Obsidian. It looks, I just saw the trailer today. It looks amazing. That's my number one. Uh, stop taking your blade out of your saber. Yeah. <laughs> See? See? Don't ignite it on lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's an there's another smaller indie game that looks interesting that's more like an interactive story, but it's called 12 Minutes, and it's uh, about this person that is stuck in like a thriller trying to figure out what's happening when a guy comes in to question and then his wife, and then he murders both of them, but then he's in a time loop, and I'm guessing it's like those 12 minutes that he keeps reliving over and over again until he figures out what's going on. That So that story in and of itself looks interesting, so I can't wait for that. Aside from Outer Worlds. Okay. Any, like, uh, hardware news? Oh, there's hints that Microsoft might be dropping specs or a preview on their next Xbox. Okay. The, uh, think the working or the project title at least that was leaked was xbox scarlet okay um aside from that i don't know if nintendo is gonna do any like an updated switch which would be cool and uh, we already know that the ps5 is coming but since sony isn't at e3 this year who knows all right cool well i think scott's going there this week i don't know if you are maybe we could have an update next week on our episode or something yeah, that'll be Scott. Unfortunately, I can't go this year. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, I saw Loch Ness starring Ted Danson. Oh, yeah? As a scientist trying to find uh, Nessie. Does he find it? Yeah. Okay. He does. <laughs> and then he marries a, a red-headed Scar- Scottish woman. All right. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. His bald spot is in like a glorious view in that movie, by the way. Oh, I'm sure he's crying about it over his millions and millions and millions of dollars. Just, mm-hmm. just throw some hundies on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, for me, I don't got much. I finished Gotham, as I said I would. Uh, what a disappointment. <laughs> You just figured it out now? No. It wasn't that. I mean, for the show, it wasn't that bad. You, you do see Batman, but not really. He's kind of in silhouette. Uh, it kind of was, it did a flash forward where now, like, all of a sudden the penguin's fat and the guy's a monocle and <laughs> Joker's this way and Riddler's that. Blah, 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 blah. But whatever. I finished it. I'm glad I finished the whole series. It was pretty bad, but I'm still glad I watched it all. Uh, yeah, I really haven't been keeping up with any movie news either. So since Scott's not here, we're going to keep this part short. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Go to Disneyland. Give them all your money. They need it. Mm-hmm. Bright suns. To the spire. <laughs>
We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.